Moshe Rabbeinu is introduced to us in Parsha Shmois, and we have Moshe Rabbeinu throughout the Torah, except for one Parsha, all the way till the end. The Torah tells us that Moshe Rabbeinu grew up. Vayigdal Moshe. Vayetzei Alechav. Moshe Rabbeinu grew up. He went out to his brothers, Vayar Basiv Loisam, and he sees, sees their suffering. Rabban speaks out that he found out, he was told who his brothers were. He was told that he was a Yid, he was an adopted child. And he found out about who these Yidin were. He found out that they were working hard. He went out to his brothers and he saw their suffering. And when you read the Pasuk, the Pasuk sounds like he went out, he heard about these brothers, he wanted to see who they were, and he discovered that they were suffering. But there's no vihine in the middle of the Pasuk. And he saw. He was expecting to see this. That's the way Rashi learns. Rashi says... He put his eyes and his heart He went out so that he could see. Why did he want to see? So that he could feel and experience their pain. This is who Moshe Rabbeinu was from a very young age. Moshe grows up. He found out that they were suffering. He found out that these brothers of his are having a hard time. So the way the altar of Kelm explains it, he says he knew that when you see something, when you actually witness it, when you visualize it, you're able to really feel it differently than when you just hear about it. Even people you don't know, he wanted to see what they look like. Who are they? What does the suffering really mean? And why? Not out of curiosity. He went out so that he could see. Nasan Enav, so that he could feel. And once he would feel Lios Meitzar he'd be able to, as he went through his day, to feel that his brothers are experiencing pain. Tremendous thing, tremendous yisoyed. The Medrash elaborates on this a little bit and says it wasn't only so that he would feel it afterwards. Even when he was there, he wanted to alleviate their pain somewhat. How do you alleviate the pain if somebody is going through pain? There's different types of pain. Somebody's going through physical pain, so maybe you could help him, you could give him a massage, you could give him something, give him some medicine to dull the pain. There's emotional pain. Give a person chizah. Psychological pain, give the person help, give them techniques of how to deal with things. The Medrash uses a beautiful Lashon. What does it mean, Vayar Basiv Loisam? Not just that he went to see. Shahayaraya Basiv Loisam, when he saw them suffering, Ubaycha, he started to cry. They saw it mattered to him. They saw that their pain touched him. Vaymer, and then he said to them, Chavali Aleichem. So that so bothers me what you're going through. He's the crown prince. They're not crown prince, he's a prince. If I could die to prevent you from working so hard, I would give myself. And then he talks about the work. The work that they were dealing with, with all the cement, it's such a hard work. There's no harder work. This is what he's telling them. And then anybody who could use his help, anybody that he could help, he would lower his shoulder, he'd say, you know, put it on me as well. Let's do it together. What a tremendous thing. Moshe Rabbeinu, at this point, he's going out. He's a prince. He found out that he's Jewish. And he goes out and he wants to, he sees the suffering and he does what he can to be mechazek them. He cries with them. He cries for them. And he goes, like we saw from the altar of Kelm, so that when he left, he would also still be feeling that sorry, even when he couldn't help them, but still to feel the pain. What is this Mida? What is this Mida? We know it's called Naisa Ba'alam Chavera, Mida to, to care about somebody else. Somebody else is going through something. Somebody, somebody is going through a matzah. 
is a benadam lechavera, is a benadam lamakam, is a benadam laatzma, is it all of the above? What's the gather of it? Some in the morning, some in the afternoon. There's a mitzvah of te'ina and prika. You're supposed to help somebody who's, who's somebody's got a flat. You're supposed to help him if you're not a help. Mitzvah of te'ina, mitzvah of prika. Somebody's crouching under a load. So there's a tremendous thing in the, in the Sefer Tamid Devara from the Ramak. So Ramak says that the beginning of the Sefer talks about how it's a concept of mahu af'ata. We're enjoying, we're, we're, we're told by the Torah to go to emulate the ways of Hashem. One of Hashem's midas, so to speak, one of the ways Hashem relates to us is through this midah of noise ba'al in chavera. It's called l'she'eris nachlasa. He says like this, This is the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when Hashem it empathizes with us, so to speak. Hashem looks at our tsaris and helps us. So can say, Hashem, when we're in pain, Hashem's in pain. So he says, why? What's the gather? Listen to this. It's such a tremendous yesod. Hashem says, you know, those of us who didn't skip through Pesukah de this morning, you have the whole thing, and you, you went through it. There's a pasuk that says, Livnei Yisrael am kroivon. HaKadosh Baruch looks at us, he calls us, Bnei Yisrael am kroivon, the nation who are his relatives. The Pasuk says, we're his cribe. Says the, the, the Torah Devarim. Ma'as Ali Yisrael, the Rabbani Shalom says, what could I do to help Yidin? Vahim cribe, they're my relatives. She'er basar li imayim. I have a relationship with them. I have a family relationship with them. The Pasuk in Shirashirim, Shem refers to us as his daughter, his sister, his mother. Pasuk says, Yisrael, I'm cribe. Mamash kurva yesh lo imayim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Mamash has a, a, a family bond with us, so to speak. Ubanavim, we're his children. And this is this me, the sifsaifim naklasi. When a person's a relative, we care about a relative. Why? Not just because he's another yid. It's enough of a reason to care. But a relative is a part of me. She's a part of me. I feel the pain because it's my pain. It's my pain. It's something that's personal to me. And that's why. So when he talks about this is Hashem's midah, he says, It's appropriate for a person to want good things to happen to, his, to, 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 to our friends. To look with a good eye when they have things that are good and that their covet should be important to, to us as though it was our own covet. This is his Lashem Sha'arei who, who mamash? He is himself. Meaning the other person is, is you. He's your relative. Every year we have, a, we have a family relationship. And then there's some families that are very big, and some families are smaller and smaller. And the closer you are, there's a sibling relationship, there's a parent-child relationship, there's other, there's a cousin relationship. But we're craving. And he says, that's why we have the mitzvah of not just be, to be nice guys, not just to be friendly. Friendly is important. But the reason I'm friendly is because I have an achrayas. The reason I feel close to the other person, the reason I'm Isaac, the reason I want him to have good is because I feel that he's, he's me. When you have this, it's the thing that this is so meduik in the psukim. The Pasuk says, Vayi vayamim ahem, vayigdal Moshe, Moshe grew up. Vayetzei el echav, he goes out to his brothers. Vayar b'sivlaisam. 
wasn't, it wasn't only by Yarbas he went to feel their pain. You know why he went to feel their pain? Because he found out that he had brothers. He found out that he's connected to these people, that there's a relationship, a family bond with these people. We're part of the same arm. And when we're part of the same arm, I have to feel that the other person's matzah is my matzah to the best that I can. And to try, how do I do it? I try to visualize it. When I visualize it, then I'm able to feel it more. And to do techniques to try to make me care. In the Avada Tzchizah, and it's physically helping. Mashaudena lowered his shoulder to physically help. He gave them chizah, he cried with them. But even more importantly, he felt it. And when you feel it, you'll come up with eitzahs. And even if I can't up with it, it can't, I can't come up with an eitzah. But it's such a comfort to the other person knowing that somebody else at least empathizes. Somebody else cares. My matzav matters to somebody else. He shed a tear. He's interested. He's, not, he's mindful of me. It's a huge help to the other person. But not only if it's a huge help to the other person, even if the other person never finds out about it. I care. It's a midah. It's a person. Part of it's a part of midahs. That I care. I realize that the other person is part of me and I have to... His matzah has to matter to me. Tremendous, so it's something definitely to think about. Other yidden, other chavrei uh, yeshiva, those who are in the dormitory, people who are in your dorm, people in your room. You know, we eat together, we learn together. There's an achrayis. Not just an achrayis to help, it's an achrayis to feel that we're part of a matzah. We're part of, we're connected, we're related, we, we're, we're together. And when a person is together, that, is, that engenders feelings of Achrayis. Memela. It's a memela. Because we have that relationship, and because we're part of one matzah, because we're part of one bond, therefore I care. If I could help, I'll help. If I could be mechazik, I'll be mechazik. And even if I can't, then at least I'll feel. At least I'll, I'll feel it. Moshe Rabbeinu's sister waits. He's put into the yar. Tazla says that in, in Saita, she waited maybe 15 or 20 minutes. That's it. That was the whole thing until Basparo went and sent for it. But she waited. Why did she wait? But Moshe Shmuel Shapira Zatzal says, the reason why she waited is because she couldn't go home. I wasn't just curious if she, she's going to let everybody know. My, brother's, my brother, my baby brother, is put into the yard. Who knows if he'll ever make it. We can't keep him at home. They're going to kill him. She, she stayed. She felt his pain. She wasn't going home. They said that the Chavetz Chaim, during the First World War, he slept on the floor of his kitchen. I don't know if that was before they put a floor in the Chavetz Chaim Bashita didn't have a floor in his house. And one time he went to Vilna to a meeting. So his rabbi just took advantage and put a floor in the house. But either way, he wasn't in a bed. So how can I sleep in a bed when there's people in Tsar? How can I sleep in a bed? When the town of Brisk had a fire, and most of the houses in Brisk were burned. I saw this mice in Zav Meshvah. On the Ramosh Shmuel Shafiris. Most of the houses were burned. He was a, 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 a cousin of, of, of Rav Chaim once removed. He says, well, most of the houses were burnt down. Reb Chaim slept on a bench in the shul, even though his house wasn't touched. You don't sleep in a bed when other people are inside. Where does that come from? It's, I'm not, a, not changing their matzah, but, I, but I'm feeling their pain. And if I'm not feeling their pain, I'm going to sleep on a bench so that I start to feel the pain, that there's something off. It's something I'm definitely not claiming to be there. It's a, it's a huge meter. Reb Yerucham says, so this from Ravalba brings from Rabbi Yerucham that this is like the highest. For a person to really be nice of Alam Khaber is the hardest midah to actually get at the end day. At, at, but it's a midah to strive for. And whichever ways we could do it, we need to strive. So let's take a look 
Moshe Rabbeinu, we're saying, had, had this midah. He went out to do it. The Emma says that the parsha, this parsha, parsha Shmois, is kimat the theme of the parsha. There's so many, so many references to this. In case anybody needs a good vart, and if you don't, you need to obviously use one of them. But even if you don't need a good vart, you already have it. But it's a good thing to internalize, just to give over a few different places in the parsha where we see this midah over and over again. Moshe is a baby. He's put into the yard. Baspari sees a basket. She doesn't hear anything. It's clear from the Pesukim. She sees a basket. She realizes probably a Jewish mother is trying to save her child. She sends her maidservant, or according to Chazal, she sends her arm. Her arm somehow stretches out and brings the basket. Then the Pesuk says like this, Vatiftach, she opens it up, Vatireyu Asayelet, and she sees the yellow. The yellow means a small child. And behold, there's a youth who's crying. She has compassion on him, and she says, this is from the, this is Miyadeh Ivri. So the Baramayim Chaim asks a few kashas. First of all, the kasha that Rashi asks. Who was this child? Was he a yelet or was he a nar? She opens the basket, It's the kasha we see in Rashi already. And what's the vehine? She opens it up, and behold, he's crying. Why didn't she hear him crying? And why does she say, this is from the Jewish children? Why didn't she just say, this is a Jewish child? This is the kasha that, kasha that the Baramayim Chaim brings. And the beer is like this. This morning I was at a Leviah for a little bit. In, in Nadarka there was a Leviah for a Jew. He used to live over here in the community of Kaminsky. And there were people crying. I personally shed tears. But I wasn't crying out loud. Often, Person, you go to Levi, you go, you hear sad news. Sometimes you'll hear people crying out loud, and sometimes people cry silently. And often the difference is, let's say the, the relatives, the family, are going to cry out loud. They, they can't, they, 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 there's no inhibition. They, they're just broken. And the people who are empathizing with the pain of others are often the ones who you feel the pain. I can scream out. I'm not feeling it myself so much, but. But I, I, I feel compassion. I feel I'm empathizing with the tsar of another person. A baby, when a baby cries, babies rarely cry quietly. They're dirty, they want to get changed, they're hungry, they need to eat. It's in the middle of the night, it doesn't make a difference. I need, I cry, I scream. The baby's focused on himself. The baby always screams out loud. As somebody gets a little older, and they learn how to empathize with other people, they learn how to cry silently as well. Even if it's not my pain, but I could cry for somebody else. I could have tears streaming down my cheeks and I know that somebody else is going through a matzah. So she opens the basket and she sees a baby. And behold, he's crying. That's not a baby crying. A baby doesn't cry. If it's a behold, that means that it's not audible. You don't hear it. He's crying like a nar. He's crying like an older... He's crying like a bachar. He's crying like an older person. So she says he's not crying over his own pain. This is from this cry is from the other babies. This baby is safe. He's in a basket. But under him there's thousands of other babies drowning. This cry is from the... It's because of what's happening to everybody else. It's a very special baby. He's crying like a nar. Moshe, even as a child, as a three-month-old child, is empathetic. He's able to cry over somebody else's pain. And as he gets older, he goes. He's a prince. He doesn't need any of this. He goes. He wants to see so that he could feel and to be mechazak and to help. 
Tremendous things. And where did Moshe get it from? Who was his sister? Who was his mother? Shifra and Pua. All the babies are born in such a terrible, difficult time. And they're the ones who are delivering the babies. And Shifra, she's straightening out the babies. Sometimes there's a trauma of birth. She's taking him poise, busy encouraging the baby. That's her school poor. Being Mechazik, the child, we said before, at the age of six, she's waiting, she can't go home. She's waiting to see what happens to Moshe Rabbeinu. But what do we know about Moshe's brother? When Moshe Rabbeinu is in Midian, also in the parasha this week, and Hashem says to him, he speaks to him by the snan, he says, go back. And Moshe says, I'm going to go back. I've been out of Mitzrayim for all these years, for 50, 60 years, and now I'm going back. My brother's led Kal Yisrael. I can't do this to him. How am I going to go to... And Moshe is told by Hashem, no, don't underestimate your brother, Veracha. When he'll see you, Vesamach Belibo, he's going to have Simcha in his heart, says Rashi. Look, don't, don't underestimate him, not like you think. That he's going to be upset, because he was there, he was doing it. He's happy for you. That you became great and even greater than him, he's happy for you. You're his kid brother, it doesn't make a difference. He was doing all the work, it doesn't make a difference. This is where Moshe came from. This is the stock that he came from. But it wasn't only Moshe. What about all the way at the end of the parasha when Paris sees that they were mechazik each other on Shabbos. It says that at least on Shabbos they weren't working. So they'd be mechazik, eventually we'll get out of this place and Paris makes them work on Shabbos. And he gives them extra work. And he appoints Jews to be taskmasters over other Jews. And they had to make these ridiculous amounts of bricks every day. Pasuk says, "Vayuku shaytre bnei Yisrael ashesamu aleim." The the nagsei bnei Yisrael, the taskmasters of bnei Yisrael, were beaten. Why were they beaten? Paro says, "Why didn't you, why didn't you, um, you finish the amount? All these people are under your uh, under your watch. They haven't finished the amount that they were supposed to make. But they took a beating." Rashi says in Baha'u'llah, they took a beating because the others couldn't do it. It was so difficult for them, and they said. We'd rather get a clock than have them have to work extra hard. And that's why Rashi says at the end of Baha'u'llah, they became the Zakanim. These Shatra B'nai Yisrael, they empathized, they cared. They could take a bullet for another year, they did. So we read about Moshe, we read about his family, we read about the Shatra B'nai Yisrael. We know that there was one Shevet that wasn't made to work in Mitzrayim. Which Shevet? Levi. Shevet Levi didn't work in Mitzrayim. Ever wondered why Paro was so magnanimous to the Levine? So Rebbeinu Sanevishet says Paro knew the power of Noisa Baal. And Paro knew that the only way you could be a leader, a Jewish leader, is if you feel the pain of the people around you. We don't appoint leaders who are just big fancy people who, 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 who are dictators. The Yiddish leader is somebody who feels the tsar of every single person. So Paro, they knew, the Itztagninim, the astrologers of Paro knew that the that he would come from Shevet Levi. So Paris says Shevet Levi is not going to work. Because if Shevet Levi doesn't work, they won't feel the pain. They won't be able to relate to the pain and they won't be able to be leaders. But he underestimated Shevet Levi. Look at the names of the children of Levi. He had three sons. What were their names? Gershon, Tahas, and Merari. Merari's name says the Shlai has to do with bitterness. Levi didn't work hard. But he named his kid bitter. So whenever he says, Merari, do your homework, or Merari, take out the garbage, he's remembering that his brothers, even though our family is okay, but others are not. And Kahas from the Lashon of Hakei Yashinov, and Gershon, that we're strangers, we don't belong here, they don't make us feel comfortable. 
He named his children over the fact that other people are suffering. That's the way Shevet Levi works. But not only should not everybody hears from Shevet Levi, and not everybody over here <coughs> is from the family of Moshe Rabbeinu. There's a Rashi all the way at the very beginning of the parsha, which we're counted again. And there's no Chidushim in this count, because we were counted when we went down to Mitzrayim and Vahigash. And the names were listed. And the Pasuk again starts, V'ei L'Shmois, V'nei Yisrael. That's why it's called Parsha Shmois. Rashi explains, the first Rashi in Parsha Shmois, even though we were counted, even though B'nei Yisrael were counted when they came down, Chazar Manan, when they died, we count, we repeat their names. Why does Hashem keep on repeating their names? Rashi says, because He loves them. What does that have to do with loving them? Rashi says, just like Hashem counts the stars because He loves them, so too, Klal Yisrael, who are compared to the stars, are also counted. How does Hashem count the stars? He counts the stars, each one has a name. Does anybody know? Each star has its own name. Just like Hashem gives names, counts the, the stars by name, so too He counts the and each one has a name. So I saw from the Rosh Hashivah in Detroit, from Rebbei Bax, why is it that Hashem loves the stars? What does Hashem love about the stars? What's so lovable about the stars? We're compared to the stars. Since Hashem loves the stars, He counts each one by name. He loves us and He counts each one by name. You know why He loves the stars? When did Hashem create the stars? When the moon had to be downsized. The sun and the moon used to be shylit by day and at night it was pitch black. And when the moon complained, Hashem took the moon and put it by night. But the moon doesn't do much by itself. So Hashem created the stars to be mechazek the moon, to help the moon give more light. There's nothing that Hashem Yisbarach loves more than a creation whose sole purpose is to be mechazek another, to help another. When another can't give enough of its own shine, I'll help you. Together we'll give a shine. HaKadosh Baruch loves us because we compare to the stars. Because every Yid is a Gamal Chesed. Every Yid is able to empathize. That's the way we're wired. We're able to empathize. Kol Shekem, we're able to sympathize. We're able to feel the matzav of another person. And when we do that, Hashem counts each one by name because we're like Him. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu also has, like we saw in the time of the Torah, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu also has this kinship with us, this relation, family relationship with us, and has this tremendous Ahava. <laughs> really be mechazek everybody, be mechazek ourselves. This comes up over and over, and there's other sources we didn't quote in the parsha this week. We're together as a tzibur, we're together as a group. Those who were able to go away together last um, Shabbos, um, we all felt it. Those who were together at a simcha, a chaver, at an ofra, you all felt it. And those who continue to be together, learning in the base medrash every morning and every afternoon and every night, learning together, to realize that we're part, we are together. This is a closer part of Klai This is an Aleinu, in addition to the Al-Kal Yisrael. To make it our point to empathize with other people. To feel, to realize the reason I care about somebody is because we have a mind, because, because we're connected, because we're Achim, because we're brothers. And to try in whichever way, whether it's... Sometimes you'll see somebody who doesn't have a Chabusa, doesn't have a Chabusa that day, or doesn't have a Chabusa, and your Chabusa doesn't show up. I keep on mentioning this, I really feel it. So go over for a little while. So sit down for a little while. Your chabusa stepped out. Go and schmooze it over for a bit. Maybe we could learn together. And other ways to be mated. Certainly not just to be self-absorbed. One of the nice things at the retreat last Shabbos really was 
Thursday night was a very, very beautiful matzah. And we didn't have everybody up on Thursday night, but a lot were there. And all of us felt it, it really a tremendous, tremendous closeness. Singing together, spending time enjoying each other's company and laid back matzah together. So tonight, there's a pre-Mishmar uh, matzah to try to continue what we had last week. Not to be machai of anybody to come. You still have best friend even if you don't. But anybody who could, just to come, to be, to spend time, to relax together, to sing together, to hear from each other together. Get up and say, anybody would like to say a little something, get up and say a little something, two minutes something, so that we could get closer, be closer, feel more and more together. All of us, just like we'll be there for others, others will be there for us. Amen. Amen.